Hello, friends. I hope that you're all doing great at home. I hope that you're all staying as healthy as you can possibly be. I hope that you're all building the best puzzles and board games that you've ever built in the entirety of your lives. It's a wild time, but I do appreciate your support to uh, to this here podcast. Like I've said multiple times, and I'll probably say for the rest of the time that I do this, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but these are fun, and I've had a lot of blast. I've had a, a blast doing these. Uh, the next few guests, I'm actually pretty stoked about um, because they're all friends, and they're, the everyone I've had on so far are all friends, of course. But it's cool catching up with friends, and and kind of like how everyone's doing Zoom meetings, you know, or you know whatever platform you're using, FaceTime, whatever. Uh, my my guest this week. Uh, who is a member of the band Every Time I Die, uh, Goose, Clayton Goose Holyoke, Clayton West Holyoke, or Clayton as I call him, one of my best friends in the entire world, my translucent brother from another mother, uh, one of, just one of the best people around, uh, it joins me for this, and similar to some of you, we just got on Zoom and shot the shit and drank a bunch of beer, and then uh, and here we are. We, uh, we, we, we talked about a lot of stuff. We caught up on a lot of stuff. Uh, but real quick, before I dive fully into that, uh, I want to send a heartfelt condolences to, uh, to, uh, to a friend and uh, a fellow musician's family. Uh, to, who lo- we lost the real one. Uh, Derek Jones of Falling in Reverse. Uh, got to know him uh, through, through my good friend Ryan Seaman. Um, you know, that, that, that's, that, that's one that hurts. And, uh, you know, if you don't know, his, he'd recently lost his wife to uh to the horrible disease of cancer and um and that he's he was a real one and uh prayers up to you big homie rest in power wherever you are i um i I hope that you and your wife are reunited and and eating all the taco bell together um that's um that's a that's a hard one you know but uh you know we uh we got to do our best to carry on here so our, our condolences to uh to him to the falling in reverse family and to any friends of Derek's. Um, you know, like I said, we lost the real one and, uh, you know, that's all I'm going to say on that. Back to the, uh, the podcast. So as far as the, uh, the intro song goes there, again, that band, every time I die, uh, that song is courtesy of Epitaph Records. It is Roman Holiday. And, uh, those are great guys. Those guys are, are some of the best people in the world. Um, can't, can't say enough amazing things about both Jordan and Keith Buckley, about Andy Williams and Mitch, they're they're just great people. Have had the best times with them, and uh, can't can't say anything bad about any of them. Funniest, some of the funniest fucking guys in the world too, and some of the realest. Andy, I'm lucky to call Andy a friend, and and you know able to shoot the shit and and you know talk gimmicks and stuff. So he's, they're all. I mean, they're all good dudes, great dudes. Uh, they're all really good shit talkers, and I I it's impressive. If there was a shit talking Olympics, uh, the Buckleys I I feel like would would take gold. There's, there's no way, but Mitch is a low key savage in his own right too. So Mitch, if you're listening to this, keep it up, dog. You're a savage. On uh, this week's episode, like I, uh, I mentioned, the aforementioned Goose uh, Clayton Holyoke, Clayton Goose Holyoke, joins us. We talk about the new Every Time I Die record that will be out um, later this year. Uh, obviously, has to be a little coy about the date, but uh, there's a lot of moving parts with it. But uh, that will be out on Epitaph. Uh, later this year and from what I've heard of it it slaps and it slaps super hard and if it was illegal to slap anything as hard as that record slaps 
then that's how that's how illegal that record would be. It'd be so good it's illegal. Um, it's it, I'm actually really stoked, and you know, the having adding the dynamic of Goose, and not just because he's my friend. I'm saying this; he's just one of the best musicians around. Um, that that's a that's a game changer, I think, for Etid, and, and a good one. But you know, we um, we had some drinks, we talked over the internet. It was good to catch up with my uh, with my brother, and uh, and you know, I'm just gonna let you guys all digest it and see how it goes. So without further ado, I introduce to you my good friend. Goose for any time I die. So we're, so we are actually recording now, by the way. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, here we, this is, this is real. So, uh, how are you, Clayton? I'm doing good. Um, I woke up, made some coffee, made some breakfast, started drawing, getting creative over here during this pandemic. It's a, it's a weird ass time to be dropping a record in the middle of a pandemic, even though it's not going to be for a while. It's nice. And you know what? It gives some people some entertainment you know like it's kind of like tiger king <laughs> wait how many mullets are on this record how many mullets yeah infinity infinity never ending mullet i uh i feel like though if anyone if anyone should have a mullet in your band it should be andy he would look nice with a mullet also i did have a mullet before and i liked you did. it you did my brain was, back that was a quality mullet but you didn't have a bleached mullet though a bleached mullet. Yeah. Is that wait? This is that what the Tiger King dude has? Yeah. So yeah, here. Let me uh, let me pull. Let me. I know you guys can't see this that are listening to it, but uh, Clayton doesn't nice really gimmick. get on the social media all that often on the Twitter at least. Um. So we're and we're actually gonna break uh, some news to him a little later about his one of his bandmates. But uh, look at that sweet mullet. That is a nice gimmick. Oh, dude. It is the best gimmick, and he's got. Have you you've seen it, right? Yeah, I just couldn't yeah. remember. Yeah, he's damn, like, that's nice. That's a sweet. I mean, the tattoos are even better. Remember, remember that his, picture is just worth a million dollars. Remember the uh, the husband that didn't have teeth. Yeah. Now he has teeth. He got implants. After the show, he just like made some money. He's like, "Damn, I'm gonna get some new teeth." When you get that Netflix money, you got to make it rain, son. I mean, the memes, though. Good for him. The memes are, are pretty. The, the internet's undefeated in general, but uh, like these memes are pretty good. I mean, I, I for one, am a good uh, meme connoisseur. And uh, when you find. Uh, I mean, Carol Baskins for sure killed her husband. Let's just get that out of the fucking way. We all know. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no way that you can tell me otherwise that she didn't kill her husband. But. Um, but the memes have been uh have been out of this world, in uh in general, and it's crazy though that like <laughs> the the dude <laughs> the dude obviously I can't read this. It's tiny on my screen. Read this oh. one. It says, "When your Tiger King documentary gets the Carol Baskin murder case reopened, it ain't much, but it's honest work." <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I like how this dude also pursued a music career, but you know for sure he didn't sing any of those songs. You don't think he did? I think he did. I don't think he did. There's no fucking way. The musicians that he had on there were top notch. They were quality. This, Great performance. These, these memes right here, these ones are my favorite ones. Everyone, 2020 is my year. COVID-19. Guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> those are my favorite ones. Uh, I could just hear him say it in his fucking voice. Uh, but, uh, I love that guy. He's, he's a good guy. He, he's a funny, he's a, he's, he is a character. There's no I mean, he's a good guy compared to other people on the show. It's it's insane that he's like the best person on the show. Right, right. And it, and it, what's crazy about that show is how you couldn't make up those characters if you tried. Like even after a bad acid trip, there's no way that you could just come up with these fucking characters. No man. Like the it's guy that fucking USA guy, grown. <laughs> that fucking guy that uh, had the sex cult. I like that he like kind of stayed out of everything, but like he's also just really fucking weird. Yeah, and they also had a fucking cartel guy that just ran his own sanctuary in Miami. No big deal. Um, <laughs> the fucking bro that comes in at the end to uh to fuck everyone over. That I mean, the guy that was also filming the reality TV show, like that guy's a fucking character too. I mean the 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 whole show. Oh yeah, here here's a picture of him. He's got teeth now. Before, after. Damn, looking dope. Yeah, I mean, and I know implants are not cheap, so, so you must have got a quality, uh, quality uh, uh, stimulus check there from Netflix. But I mean, he. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the memes, though. I mean, the memes are. I mean, again, the internet's undefeated, but there's no way, there's no way that you could have just made this shit up. And again, as as far as I'm concerned, Carol Baskins killed her husband. This is beautiful work I'm seeing here. Oh, it is. It's quality. But uh, real quick, before, while 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 we're speaking of beautiful work, you you had told me that uh you had that you had not seen Andy uh, with a, with a perm, and we were texting about it. And so uh so let's let's just let's just break this in right now. Let's get it out of the way. It's like wow, <laughs> dude. That's seriously a good. He looks like uh. Andre the Giant right there, kind of. He Actually, he does. A tattooed Andre the Giant with a gold chain. It's a good look. It is. That's a quality gimmick. Dude, if he comes out wrestling, it looks like he's in the mob. He, uh, that's what I said on Twitter. I said, oh, I didn't know that you were a mobster. And his response was, am I? And he, and he, <laughs> he, also, he also looks like, straight up, he looks like the son of Sam. Like, he looks like the quiet guy in the mob that just chokes people and lifts them up and like slams them against the wall. He's the guy. Other people like talk shit to the guy, you know, he's the guy. Well, the funny thing is that's what he also does in real life. True. He's uh, the guy in Goodfellas that shoots Joe Pesci in the face. He's just living the gimmick. He is. I mean, he is, he's, he's, he's living gimmick. And I feel like the beard might be perm too. I mean, it's hard to tell. But I mean, he has been cryptically posting that he's uh, debating getting a perm again, and I I back it. 100% should. If anything, this should be the cover for for the new record. (laughs) Just that. Just that. It's called the new record, Perm. 
perm or, or, I mean, you know, a gimmick by every time I die. A nice gimmick. A, no, no, just or, a gimmick, a record by every time I die. And then just have Andy sitting in a smoking chair, obviously not smoking, and uh, just, you know, reading a gimmick. All right, that's what we're calling it now. Yeah, just you a, named gimmick, it. a gimmick by every time I die. What a, what a, I, I really, by the way, Andy, if you're listening to this, if you do perm your hair, please recreate this photograph. I don't, I don't care where it is, just recreate it somewhere. We're like sitting poolside, you know, reading a book. Tanning. It's beautiful. Or maybe like walking in like a jumpsuit, like a mobster down the streets in New York City. <laughs> he really does That's, look like a mobster though. Yeah. Like there's like he he seriously looks Look like it up, a, people. Like, yeah, go to his uh, Twitter, at uh, Andy complains. Also, his handle is the Butcher of Buffalo. Uh, you know, good uh, uh, uh Clayton's uh, bandmate in Every Time I Die. And uh, speaking of Every Time I Die, you guys have a record coming out in Bernie 2020 time, give or take. Um, yeah. How uh, um, how was that process for you? It was fucking great, man. Will Putney is so fun to work with. He is like, we sat down and did pre-production and um, he sat in the room with us the whole time and was like, okay, I like this. Maybe like put this part here and maybe like do like a little build up with the drums right here. Everything he said, you know, I try and made perfect sense and took most of his ideas. Um, but I've never had a producer that was, um, that had that much say in our songs that I, that I actually ended up doing and liking so it was really fun working with him and even after we did the pre-production i was just like yo i'll put this out right now this already sounds good <laughs> he was ready to go just drop it right now just release it to the kids let them have it and uh he also did uh the, the last every time i die record low teens and yeah. uh obviously that was a banger in its own right as far as uh, the transition from low teens to this record, obviously I know you can't give uh, too much info away, but I know this is a, you know, it's a, it's kind of a good teaser for it, I guess. How would you uh, say that record differs from this new one? Um, well, it does sound a lot better um, since then. It, it was four years ago when we produced low teens or not we, but they, um, Will Putney has kind of upped his gear since then, got some new mics. We tried some new placements in the room. Um, we just definitely got a, a better drum sound right off the bat. Um, and then, yeah, guitar stuff too. Like he's built up his gear since then. So yeah, just bigger, better sounding. We recorded in the same uh, place we did last time. So we were kind of familiar with uh, everything they had going there and use that to our advantage. So yeah, it sounds, it sounds fucking awesome. I can't wait to put it out. And for those of you that don't know, Will Putney also did a, a, a different shade of blue from knock loose last year, which in my opinion was a, uh, the best hardcore record of 2019. Uh, he did a uh, straight from the path. Nice. Yes. Uh, fit for an autopsy. Uh, Kubla Khan, uh, a couple years ago, he did a record for our friends in Night Versus. Um, and that record, in my opinion, and I think Clayton might agree here, is the best sounding Night Versus record they've done. Oh, for sure. 
Uh, he did Terror in 2018 as well. So, I mean, he's got a uh, Harm's Way, Planet, Friends of Planet. a yeah. – Yeah. I mean, uh, Pig Destroyer. I mean, he's got kind of a, a who's who of a uh, of, uh, of kind of hardcore, you know, scene. He's band. working with Ice-T. Yeah, Body Count. Uh, did I think I think it was you that told me that di- didn't he uh, get uh, uh, I guess entertained to uh, play guitar for Body Count? Yeah, before the whole pandemic happened, he um, Ice T asked him to play guitar on a late night show. I can't remember which one it was, but um, yeah. And then <laughs> he sent us a message saying it was canceled, and we were all so bummed because when he told us, we were like no like we were jumping up and down in the studio like holy fucking shit that's gonna be sick and then yeah it got canceled so that was a bummer but i I think he'll probably we'll probably end up getting rescheduled or something and we'll be able to watch him the fucking covid strikes again with uh (laughs) with with this record uh kind of process I know it was a little different for you because you're a, this is your first record with these guys and B, you know, kind of from the get go with it, you were, you were kind of thrown to the fire a little bit. And I know on Instagram the other day, you were uh, kind of chronicling that a little bit. Um, you know, as far as uh, going from, you know, 2017 to being like, Hey, hi, this is Andy from every time I die. Uh, can you learn 22 songs to now? How do you feel that the uh, transition has been for you kind of as feeling kind of as a, as a part of the band? I feel like it fell together nicely because they still had quite a bit of cycle to do on low teens. So it kind of like gave me a bit to get into the groove with the band. Mm -hmm. Um, So then when we started writing, I was fully prepared and sort of, you know, got the different personalities of, everybody in the band and how they play and stuff. So I, I, I think it was a perfect um, introduction to me, even though it was very stressful learning the 17 songs in four days. It was, it was worth it. It all turned out good. And um, writing with them was very cool. Cause I, I, I felt like it was how I grew up writing with, with bands that I was in that, um i was close friends with and it just kind of flowed very easy and we kind of wrote a few different ways like jordan would send me uh tracks and then i would put fake drums over over them and send it back to him and you know then we would get into a room and jam it out and then everybody would put their ideas over the top of it um so that was cool and then yeah, we kind of just would play songs over and over again and kind of spice them up differently every time we played them, which that's my favorite way to write is just, you know, play something over and over again until you become very familiar with it and you start adding different spices here and there. Um, And then you like mold it to, you know, just it's not just parts, like you mold it into one. It's like a little baby you're having that you're making so that was I felt I felt really comfortable doing that and up into the day that we were recording I was still trying different stuff and you know Keith was changing up his vocal patterns to stuff I did he's really uh he's like dynamic to that so it was really cool writing with him with uh kind of the 
you know, the writing process and the recording process. I know, you know, there, there's been little clips of the recording process. Were you uh, at all kind of, you know, nervous going into, you know, going from the pre-pro side to actually tracking? Because obviously that at that point is, oh shit, this is real, right? Um, or was yeah, it just more yeah. of a, of a, hey, I'm pretty comfortable. I can hammer this out in two days. I felt more comfortable recording with Will than I ever have any producer. I felt like he knew when I didn't like something and I wanted to do it over. Um, so I don't, I, I wasn't nervous because we kind of recorded everything uh, in pre-production um, almost to how we were going to do it when we recorded it for real. And then, you know, there was just like a few fills and stuff that we put in here and there differently, but um, we didn't have to have, so, we recorded it live and then put a click track to the live, like we programmed a click track to the live tracks we did in pre-production. Um, so, you know, I had like a solid click to, to go along to. And then everybody didn't have to be there because the, the guitars were already over the top. So um, everybody just kind of got to take a break while I did drums. So it was cool, man. And is yeah, I wasn't nervous at all. It was very pleasant recording experience. And as far as the record itself, um, I know you guys aren't necessarily giving uh, too many crazy details out about it, but uh, can you at least tell us how many tracks there's going to be on the record? So we recorded 16 tracks. Um, we wanted to put them all out. And then uh, Will was telling us that we had to cut a couple if we wanted it to fit on one vinyl. Um, so we're, we're a couple days like trying to figure out which ones we wanted to cut. We couldn't figure out which ones we wanted to cut. So we're like, we'll just pick a couple that you think are um, the strongest on the record. And so he did. And then we were kind of bummed. We're like, fuck, I liked that part in that song. Or like, you know, I liked this sounds like something that we've never done before on the song or, um, it was kind of a bummer. And then Epitaph got back to us and they're like, we don't want to cut any of these. We think these are all strong enough for the record. And we, we want to re release a, a double vinyl, which is originally what we wanted to do. It's just costly to do that. So yeah, man, we're stoked. I think, uh, I think it's going to be a double vinyl. And uh, I'm, one, one side is just going to be empty. We'll probably like do something like a, an etched design or, or something to do with like record art on the fourth side. So yeah. That's dope. A, a double vinyl. You don't really hear about double vinyls either. Like in, in this genre of music, you know, for the most part, it's, you know, straight up just the one vinyl bam. That's all she wrote, but that's dope that epitaph was on board with it too. And just said, nah, let's just, let's just put this fucker out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you hear this, don't go spreading the word around. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this at all, but uh, keep it keep it on the DL, people. <laughs> don't whatever you do, don't go to Epitaph and tell them what was just said. <laughs> Spread Gurowitz might stab me. As far as uh, um, you know, kind of the 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 process now, is it a little weird doing track lists, uh, kind of in a social distance way? 
or uh, has it been a, a little bit more of an interactive, you know, experience this go around? Because again, this is kind of your first run with these guys. Obviously, you were kind of thrown in the mix in the middle of a cycle. And for those of you that don't know what a record cycle is, it's uh, when you drop a record and you tour on it. So um, obviously, the yeah. focus at that point is whatever record you just dropped, and the label obviously wants you to push that, et cetera. Um, but you were kind of thrown in the midst of the cycle, and now, hello, father. Yeah, there's dogs barking upstairs. Hello, Father. If, for those of you that don't know, Bruce has a dog named Father and a pug. Oh, what's the pug's name again? Lily. Lily, that's right. Uh, Father and, and Lily. They'll make cameos. And for those of you that have listened to this before, you've heard Reggie and Bob, but they're dead ass asleep next to me, so they're not going to make any cameos. <laughs> Unless, like, the they're male cool Yeah. Actually, you took pictures of them that are on our wall. Yeah, I need to take uh, better pictures. I feel like I can, I feel <laughs> I can do better now. <laughs> I feel like I can take better pictures. I feel like they weren't framed properly last time. Well, they were done spontaneously though. We were we were drunk and we were leaving my house. <laughs> I did forget it. Yeah, I was drunk. Yeah, we were we were annihilated. I believe that is the time that we found a twelve pack of beer in the Whole Foods parking lot. Oh my god, that was a blessing. It was. That was a good time. Like that was <laughs> I think I parked because we were going into I don't even remember what we were getting. And we, we parked and there was just the 18 pack of beer under the shopping cart. And I was Wait, like, it was Whole Foods, right? Yeah, it was a Whole Foods and uh, over by your mom's house. And um, wasn't it like a 801 or something? Yeah, yeah, it was an 801. Like so a, shout out. like to, a nice pack of beer too. <laughs> so shout out to 801 for uh, giving us some free beer that we found in a parking lot. And we drank it. Can't. We did. Leave no man behind. I mean, that's just how it is. Truth. As far as. Uh, like with this record, uh, have you guys, uh, you know, have you figured out your track list yet or is it still kind of, well, we know there's going to be 16. We just don't know the order yet. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're doing about a, a week ago is trying to figure out um, the track listing. And uh, we finally got it put together. We had it listed up first with the 14 tracks with two of them cut out and then kind of had to like redo it again to uh get the right vibe put the other two in but yeah there, it's all done is there any songs on this that you just know for sure or like or even during the process when you're recording them that kind of had that uh that it factor if that makes sense definitely yeah there was some songs that stuck out as singles um that were catchy you know i feel like we always or eat it always has some songs like that on the record and then there's like the thrasher songs and, you know, metal songs and different kind of songs. But yeah, there were definitely some that, that poked out as singles. One thing that, uh, I think there's probably like four singles on this record. Oh, fuck. Damn. Yeah. Just drop those all at once. Just put them on their own vinyl and just drop them at once. <laughs> the single EP. Yeah. The single EP. And then that's it. I, uh, what I do feel good about, I mean, obviously ET has, has put out quality records for quite some time but seeing like the comments from like Andy and, and Jordan about how you ripped it on this record. And obviously, you know, you're one of my best friends, so I know how, how well you, uh, you bang them things. But, um, but to, to obviously hear Andy just say, Holy fuck, like this is like, it stepped up kind of the level of, uh, of, uh, of quality, you know, for lack of a better term, uh, yeah. you know, how, how was kind of how was aside from that Pataf stuff and the other people that you have shown the you know the some of the songs to, what's kind of the overall reception been so far? 
Uh, I haven't shown anyone um, except for my girlfriend. Um, I'm trying to keep it, trying to keep it quiet until it just comes out, you know, but uh, she loved it there. I mean, like I was saying there, there was singles, there's like four different singles on the record and she was like walking around singing them. I was like, all right, this works. It's working. <laughs> this is proof that it's working. Yeah. My girlfriend, like she doesn't listen to a ton of music either. And so it was, it was cool. Like seeing her be excited about it. I know a while ago we were texting about it and you had mentioned something that, you know, Keith, like the way that Keith went about, um, kind of writing for this record blew your mind a little bit. Uh, how do, do you feel like, you know, kind of the, the level, I guess the ante was up a little bit kind of in between everybody or was it just one of those, like everyone just kind of showed up to the studio and to pre-pro just energized and you just were able to hammer out some kind of some, something special, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Everybody has stepped it up on this record. Um, especially Keith is, he's he's doing stuff that i've never heard him do on any of the other records but then there's also like classic etid songs um mitch mitch uh came one of the days we we're doing pre-production mitch just like came in with a full song that he'd written by himself and uh i was like damn mitch where were you this whole time you should have been writing more songs dude um, <laughs> Because his his song is is one of my favorite songs on the on the record. Um, yeah, there's just there's stuff that is classic Etate, and then there's stuff that we've never done before. There's a song that has all singing. Um, no screaming. I'm not sure if Etate has ever done. Um, no screaming at all. Yeah, no screaming at all. The whole song. So is it is it? Uh, I guess is it like more melodic than like uh map change um it's definitely more popular oh than okay. map change um yeah it's kind of just like a pop song but it like it's still us it's hard to explain really is uh and obviously you can't give us the release date but if like i said a minute ago if we were to say i don't know you know around the time that bernie would have been on the ballot is it fair to say that that's, uh, I guess, a, a healthy timeline to expect the record? Yeah, that's what we're shooting for. Um, you know, a record, usually after you record it, takes about six months for it to come out. So we finished at the end of February. And so, you know, add it up. <laughs> Try to figure out the date. Do some fucking math since you're sitting at home doing nothing. <laughs> With, uh, you know, obviously we've all been home and we're hanging out, you know, doing stuff on the internet. Uh, you know, Andy and Jordan are, are some of my best, uh, in my opinion, the best follows on Twitter. Uh, how, uh, and I know you don't really get on Twitter all that often, but uh, have you uh, heard about this, uh, this trap beef that is uh, taking the internet by storm? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We were all talking about that in the studio. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Because it started around that time. Yeah. As of uh, the recording of this, did you know that uh, that Danny Diablo has challenged the singer from Trapped to a charity boxing match? I saw that. I hope it happens. I uh, very I, excited for that. You know the last. <laughs> you know the last Trump supporter that was uh, 
super vocal about his political views and uh, what happened to him. Which one? Uh, I don't I don't know because I don't watch that shit. But uh, I just saw like a bunch of memes about it. Like the guy got his ass beat by some huge buff brown brown guy. I did I'm not sure. know that was a thing. <laughs> you didn't see that? No, I didn't this see that. This dude was like, you know, I'm going to fuck this guy up for Trump or something like that. Like you said and that to him? He was saying that to like media and shit. And then he just got his ass beat. Jesus. Like, what are you doing, dog? But let's hope it's like that. Well, I mean, I, I mean, if we're, if we're a hundred percent honest, I would never fight Danny Diablo, even if I was drunk. <laughs> I mean, even if I couldn't feel it, anything. No, I wouldn't fight that guy. I mean, that, I, if I'm not mistaken, he's been stabbed and shot, and a part of it was like the dude that um like that uh stabbed him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the dude that stabbed him. He beat the fuck out of him, and he got caught up in the situation because he beat the fuck out of him, even though he was stabbed. Yeah, I don't know why you would call that guy on. No, weird. no, 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 no. And and again, like <laughs> he cha- <laughs> and the the funny thing is, the dude from Trap, his real name is Chris Brown, and I think that's fucking rich and ironic. Um, <laughs> but uh, I didn't. For some reason, I forgot his name was Chris Brown. I actually didn't know what his name was until I started reading these articles. Because in my mind, I, I just happened to think that his name is Headstrong. Like that's the only thing I could think about. But uh, he's he's fucking. He, he like I know he started the beef with Power Trip, which that was dumb. And then obviously he went on to fucking disrespect Ice T. So that was fucking dumb. Yeah, he should just stop. Yeah. <laughs> He needs and to stop while he's just, and he's already dug himself too deep, I guess. Oh yeah, he did. I mean, especially if 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 Danny Diablo is a, uh, if Danny Diablo is challenging you to uh, to fisticuffs, then I think you need to uh, reevaluate some of your life choices. <laughs> but and and the thing is, is it's not like Danny like stepped in to be like, I'm going to be the knight in shining armor. You know, he took it from the the community standpoint, and he wanted to defend his friends, and his friends happened to be Ice T and the dudes from Power Trip. Not like yeah, I think he was saying that uh, he drew more than Power Trip or something. Something yeah. happened where he was like talking about how they had more fans. Like, look at the our streaming numbers or something. Yes, and also that they would outsell Power Trip in shows at the local fair or where. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of shows they play. Well, and, and uh, you're not wrong. I, uh, I uh, was reading back on it, and uh, and he fucking uh, something to the effect of like there was a charity thing that they had proposed, the power trip, and you know it's a trap. Basically saying, hey, in this town in California, I don't remember what town it is. I'm sorry. Um, we'll set up two nights, and whoever outsells uh, the other, the loser, you know, or is declared the winner. But um, the loser has to has to pay money to the charity of the winning band's choice. So it's not like it would be, uh, hey, we just this is a money grab. It's you know it's for charity, right? Yeah. And uh, and that motherfucker. Yeah, cool. yeah, and then Chris Brown backed up, and then Danny Diablo basically said the same thing. Hey, let's do a charity boxing match, where you know we all know what's going to happen, where Danny Diablo is going to punish Chris Brown. Chris Brown gets his ass kicked for charity. Yeah. 
that I mean that's what they should fucking call it. <laughs> but what I also think is funny about it is uh the guy from Power Trip, uh oh, I'm sorry, no, the guitarist of Burn, the hardcore band Burn, if you don't know who they mm-hmm. are, check them out, they they're dope. Uh is also a Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu instructor and a former pro fighter. He runs a gym. Okay. And uh and he took the and he's the one that took the Instagram you know, and said, Hey, so let's be productive. And with this trap versus Danny Diablo thing and it's a charity boxing match. <laughs> and was, so it's, uh, they should, I think that's a great idea. That or what they should do is like get everyone from the hardcore scene and have like an open mic night and just fucking openly roast Chris Brown from trapped <laughs> all for charity. Like I, I personally would volunteer, uh, would like to volunteer Keith Buckley and uh and steve uh i'm sorry mitch from uh from every time i die obviously danny diablo i would like him to be there uh there's many people that, that i think would line up through the door to uh to roast this man it's like that uh scene in airplane where they have a line of people it's just like walking up and slapping that, <laughs> that dude or whatever <laughs> slapping the fuck out of him as they're walking on <laughs> <laughs> except they're gonna verbally slap him you know and obviously yeah. You know, I, I would also like some, you know, iced tea to show up just to roast them because iced tea obviously can roast people. If you've seen Chappelle's show, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. So, I mean, it's, but the thing that I don't get about it is like, hold up, guy from Trapped, Chris Brown, now that I know your name, uh, of all the people to want to go in on, you're going in on iced tea? Why? I mean, what, how thirsty are you for plays, man? You're going to die. Well, I mean, apparently you shouldn't be thirsty for plays because according to you, your streaming numbers fuck everybody else up. But I yeah, mean, that's, that's the part I don't get. We all know the kind of people that are listening to Headstrong. <laughs> Bedazzled jeans. All, and All the Midwest, like, redneck dudes. Maybe that's why he didn't want to do the shows in California because he knew they wouldn't draw as well unless it was in, like, Lincoln, Nebraska. True. Or like Fargo, South or is it North Dakota? Yeah. He just needs to stay in his little area. Yeah. I mean, stay in your general vicinity and don't go in on Danny Diablo. Like how hard is that? Like if you don't know who Danny Diablo is, fucking Google him. And I mean, the first thing you're going to see is my man has tattoos right above his eyebrow that I believe if I, I, I may be wrong, but I believe they say New York and hardcore. So, um, I mean, okay. He's about that life. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> also, sure turn that up extra loud on the podcast when we fucking track it. Uh, Put some reverb on it. I, here's a. Here's a. You know what I'll do is I'll present it as as an exclusive preview to the new Every Time I Die record, and it's going to be you opening a can with some reverb and flange. How about a reverse symbol into when I open it when it cracks an eight oh eight with the reverb on the on the crack that's heavy that's very heavy that's that's a breakdown getting creative you know what i'm gonna do that and then i'm gonna send it to matt gartska and be like hey make this sound even better (laughs) and you will you'll find a way is uh with uh kind of everything that's going on obviously it's a weird time right as we were talking earlier um you know and i know you guys have some shows set up in june but obviously no one knows if those are even going to happen um, is there any uh, any plans for uh, releasing any singles off of said record anytime soon with the social distancing going on? 
we actually haven't talked about that yet. Or I don't know. It's we're kind of taking it day by day, and we still have some tours lined up that haven't been canceled yet. Um, we're just kind of waiting to hear what's going to happen, really. Um, but yeah, as of now, we don't have a plan to release anything yet. But everything's done, so you know, whenever we want to um, plan on doing it. Sorry, I just burped. That was terrible. The good thing is I didn't hear it. Um, yeah, it was like one of those like deep growly ones. Ooh. Um, so yeah, we don't have any a plan to release it yet. We'll release a single. Sorry. Hopefully, uh, here in the next little bit, uh, you drop one because I mean, it, I I know this is one of the more anticipated records, but also like you said, it's been four years since you've put out a record. Yeah, it's a long time. It is. It's a long time, and I mean. Not to, not to diminish it at all, but I mean, you know, Goodfell, I mean, Goodfell, uh, Low Teens was, that was a dope record. Like no one can, uh, can question that. Um, yeah. With, uh, for you though, you know, I know you've, you've kind of chronicled the story a little bit, but not really gone into like crazy detail. Uh, when, when Andy reached out to you to join the band and well, not join, but you know, to, to tour on the record that you had uh-huh. the cycle that they were in, how, uh, Kind of how mind-boggling was that experience to kind of like digest at that time? Dude, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I just barely woke up. And I, you know, got up, looked at my phone. I was like, hey, this is Andy from Every Time I Die. I was like, what? <laughs> how did you get my number? <laughs> Google. Um, so, yeah, it was super weird, man. I've never expected that to happen. And and it was and it legitimately came out of the blue like that like there was no no indication that they were going to reach out in any way. Yeah, I w- I mean I was told by a mutual friend of theirs that uh, before it was out publicly that Daniel um, quit the band or left the band and uh, I told him I was like, yo, you know those guys, so I'm not doing anything right now. Just put a word in. So. I don't know. I didn't expect to get anything back, but uh, I don't know. Just kind of put it out there in the universe. Like, uh, please, just please make it happen. But you know, I wasn't like, I you wasn't like planning lobbying. on it. Huh? You weren't actively lobbying or anything like that? No, but you know, I was, I didn't, I didn't expect it to actually happen. I didn't expect to get a text from Andy. Um, so yeah, man, I was I was very surprised. And then when they, you know, when they obviously at that point when they'd hit you up because, like you said, Daniel had left the band, you know, kind of, you know, under the circumstances he left, and then they were in the middle of a cycle. You know, they're you know that's it's that's a relatively successful record, and they obviously wanted to keep you know going on the cycle. Um, and I know you know the the legend is that Andy reached out and said, "Hey, can you learn seventeen songs in two days?" I'm sorry, twenty two songs in two days, and you ended up learning the seventeen. Um, it was actually 22 songs in six days, but I was in California writing with some other people for two of those days. So I was like, I can't start committing to this until, you know, I fly, I, I flew out of California back to my house or sorry, wait, no, I drove. Yeah. I drove to California. So I drove back 
to Utah and then flew out of Utah into uh, Buffalo. And then the four days, I tried to learn all 22 songs, but I learned 17, which is still a full set. But um, yeah, just sort of stayed up late learning the songs and then waking up early, going to this like little garage that they had they practiced in and just jammed there until you know I was way too tired and then went back to my hotel and repeated that for the four days and then five hours before we left for the tour they came and we all jammed for five hours and then that was it and we're like all right let's leave stick <laughs> I only learned 17 but I was like is this enough can we just call this enough and then I'll start learning some more as we go and for so, you, when you, when you, when you kind of, you know, obviously they tore in a van, got in the van, went to the, you know, to the first date, were you, uh, were you nervous as shit to just be like, oh fuck, this is real? Man, I was, it was the most nervous I've ever been before a show. Because some of the songs, you know, I'm a, I'm an Etid, Etid fan, but like some of the songs I've, I've never heard before. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I hope I don't like just forget how the song is structured and completely fuck this up for their fans. Um, but yeah, I was so nervous. I was like shaking. And it was the first time I'd ever played with Keith because Keith wasn't there um, when we were jamming before we left. So yeah, the first time I played with him was on stage. And I was just super nervous that, you know, because sometimes like when you have different drummers, they play things differently. Right. Like maybe they'll like play a part faster and then that's what the band is used to. And then, you know, it's just kind of, everybody has their own personal style. So I was like, I hope this like works with everyone. And then you were fired immediately after the show. Yeah. They beat me up. <laughs> Andy suplexed you into a table and then he was like, ha jokes on you, bitch. That was the Buffalo baptism. <laughs> Do you remember that show? Because I know sometimes when you first play with someone, I mean, I know I've had this experience. Uh, I don't remember the first show because you're just so nervous and it's kind of almost like an out-of-body experience. Do you actually remember that show? I do remember parts of it. And then I remember after um, the Knock the knock Loose guys were like, dude, that was fucking awesome. I can't believe you did that. Like, I remember that. I remember like a few moments on stage, but yeah kind of a blur because i was just nervous and then now you're here now you're recording on the ninth eated record that's going to drop around bernie 2020 um yeah i can't like i thought i was just filling in at first and that first tour i even got an eated tattoo to remember the time that i filled in for eated and then i see what they you did kept, there. they kept calling me so i was like okay Let's do it. I'll do this tour. I can do this tour. Uh, their manager was hit, hitting me up like, um, are you able to do this tour? I'm like, yeah, I don't care what the fuck I'm, I have going on in my real life. Like, I'll cut anything out to tour. <laughs> and make it work. Exactly. What's uh, so far, aside from recording the record, because I know you're, you're, a, you're a fiend for recording, um, what would you say is kind of the high of this last, you know, last four years, basically, uh, three and a half, really, with this chapter that you've kind of been experiencing from the time that you got that text to now? The high? Um, 
playing in front of their fans, man. They have diehard fans. They have people that just fly. They, they have a group on, on Facebook called the E-Tidiots. And they'll, like, plan dates to, like, fly out to. And I don't know. They're, they're super. I've never had fans like that before. They're super dedicated. And, you know, they all, like, share the merch. Like, you'll see in their Facebook, like, yo, has anybody seen the merch from this tour? And they'll, like, post it. And people will, like, pick this one up for me and send it to me. And, um, they'll, they'll always do group photos after, after the show and they're just super cool people. Um, yeah, just their fans and the Christmas shows are some of the most insane shows I've ever played. Um, and just like the bands they tour with and stuff, being able to to tour with such bands that are in like high tier bands like going Cambria, Mastodon, um, meeting all these people that they know. It's kind of like a, I'm a different level than I've I've ever been on before. So that, uh, that Coheed and Mastodon amazing, tour, man. that Coheed and Mastodon tour was actually a banger of a tour. Um because it's it's very like obviously Coheed is they're quality guys but and then it's fucking mastodon like it's yeah come on dog those guys were super fucking cool too but i just uh but it's funny too also how like the guys from the coheed are almost in a weird way a similar way of like eat it and i still will never forget walking into the green room when we hung out and jordan and josh eppert are having a conversation about blue emu cream on their asses (laughs) that was a good time yeah Josh is great. Josh is a solid human being and is, is also another follow on social media that I would suggest you follow because he's, he's right now he's having a, a conniption over a, a snake that he found and it escaped in his house. It escaped in his house? Is yeah. It yes. Yeah. Like it, 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 it was, it was, uh, they rescued it and then they brought it into the house. Cause I guess it's like being cold or some shit like that. And then it got out of its uh, little contraption, and he, he was freaking him the fuck out. Oh my god! Yeah, but it's not like a it's not like a, a giant. It wasn't like snake. A yeah, it's a little guy. But I mean, okay. from what it sounds it's scary, I, just, I hate snakes. Well, yeah, I was gonna say I, mean, I don't what, hate him. I just don't want to be around him. Yeah, from what it sounds like, he just has a a fear of the snakes. I don't really get fucked over or fucked up by snakes uh, or spiders. I um I'm not a fan of like that crawly feeling because like my house for instance is, is has a crawl space and I hate going down yeah. there because of that. But um, but like I like, try to get through my fear of snakes and spiders. Like I I held a tarantula a couple of years ago and I have hate tarantulas. And it, it, they feel but weird I let it when crawl on my head and I was holding it and yeah, I held a snake a couple times the past couple of years. So I'm trying to overcome my fear, but I still don't like them. No, snakes, as long as they're not like, you know, an aggressive poisonous snake or whatever, then they're they're chill for the most part. You just have to pick them up a certain way and then you set them down gently. Yeah. Whereas, whereas spiders are a little more unpredictable, like even a tarantula, like they're supposed to be domicile. But have you seen those fucking fangs? Like they'll fucking get you. Exactly, dude. <laughs> Can't feel good. No. With, uh, with everything with where you're at right now, obviously this record's going to be dropping. Uh, you know, you're you're obviously kind of in limbo with, uh, with the tour side of stuff. What are you going to kind of do to keep busy between now and then? Um, 
so I've been doing a couple different things. I've been drawing a bunch, um, been doing photography stuff, which was like my second passion a few years ago. My dad gave me a camera and uh, I picked it up and kind of just learned for myself how to do it and watch some YouTube videos and kind of just learn my camera. And uh, that's something I've, I've been really trying to fall back into. Um, I just think it's important to document times in your life because, you know, sometimes you forget about a lot of things until you look back at a picture and you're like, oh, yeah. Or like maybe, maybe you forget details about something, but then, you know, taking up pictures, it's all there. Um, and also there's just like an, an artistic side to it. It's another, another take, but uh, yeah, drawing too. I'm not like the best, but I have fun doing it. So I figure, you know, if I keep at it eventually, especially during this pandemic, there's a lot of time. So trying to better myself in that um, area of the art, the art, the arts. Um, yeah, I've been sending some stuff back and forth to Jordan. Um, he's doing this cameo thing and I, I can't remember what it's called. It's uh, the Shit Riff Shit Shop. And <laughs> you pay him $25. He says happy birthday or whatever you want him to say. And then he gives you a riff, a shit riff. That's what he calls him. So I've been making him some shit beats to play his shit riffs over. I, uh, I like how on Twitter, I mean, he, again, he's one of the, uh, the better follows on Twitter. If, if I'm a, uh, I'm a hundred percent honest, there's a good example. He has a tweet here from what looks to be his backyard and it's a uh, two flowers. And uh, the uh, direct quote from uh, his Twitter is succulent, my fuckulent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I haven't that's, seen that one yet. Here, I'll, here, let me show it to you. Let me share my screen, just because it's it's worthy of a of a share. There it is. Nothing crazy, just a picture of a flower. Yo, it's growing. Respect, it I like it. Yeah, succulent, my fucculent. But I've been uh, actually, yeah, I. You know what? I've been getting into uh, the plant life as well. I've, been buying some plants and learning how to grow them because I've always been so terrible at keeping oh, plants. Kill, I'll kill them. So, you know, when your plant is staying alive, it felt like you like finally accomplished something. You're like, yes, I'm not killing every plant I get. Now I get it. <laughs> not, I'm good at this now. Now, now I am officially so, a plant father. Yeah, I've seen him like post stuff um, from his yard stuff before but i get it man i get how you're excited about your plants blooming well and, and back to his cameo thing uh he actually posted on here in case you missed it i'm selling shit riffs on cameo they suck all the good ones i had one and then you eat it you can have the rest <laughs> <laughs> he just makes them up on the spot he's like then that's yours <laughs> I, I don't want like, it anymore i like i just he's just one of the funniest dudes uh, just in in general, and like I guess Zoe Deschanel, uh, like posted like a phone number you can text her at, and he texted her one time. I walked by you backstage at Coachella, and I said, "Good set," and you said, "Thanks." And I've always felt bad because I didn't actually watch your set because you played at the same time as the Dillinger Escape Plan. 
he's he's just one of he's he's just like and I don't even mean you better have got a text back. Yeah, yeah, and I'm you should ask him if he did actually. Um, but uh, I don't even mean this in like a in like a disrespectful way, but Jordan is a human cartoon character, and it's the best. He is. He's, he, he, he's very hard to predict. Yes, he to say the least. Like my 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 still all time favorite story of Jordan's. It's not even the blue Yuma cream one. It's we're hanging out in Vegas, and um, and we're uh we're at War Tour. This fucking ball's hot, right? And we're just hanging out in the back, you know, because we're getting, you know, you're getting ready to go on and play, and and we're gonna walk on behind you guys and get on stage, and uh, and he walks up to me. He's like, "Hey, man, have you seen my guitar?" <laughs> And I was like, and obviously I'm not working for you guys, you know, <laughs> crew. and uh, and I'm there with my kids and, and the wife, and uh, and I was like, oh no, dog, I haven't seen your guitar. He's like, fuck, and he's just walking around, just you know, in this butthole surfer shirt, like crop top thing, just like Dude, looking around. You know what? I remember that now. <laughs> I remember him like frantically looking for his guitar before we went on. I'm like, yo, you have more than one guitar. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Oh man, he's just walking around like fuck. Where's my guitar? In his Canadian accent, <laughs> just fuck. Uh, oh, guitar, guitar. <laughs> but he's just—it's just so funny how that dude just. And the thing is, that's just him all day, every day. That's just him. Yeah, oh, by the way, <laughs> I don't understand the brain of that guy. I don't. But let I me mean, look at this art, though. If shit, you get on, shit shop. yeah, now open. And uh, I like Yo, you how see behind that wing back there. There's a rain. Do you see the uh, the motocross guy doing backflips over his logo? Yeah, he, I think he's jumping off of a rain can, which was <laughs> that's the orange creamsicle rain. I drank like three of those. Are they bad? Every day of recording until I bad? was shaking. Are they terrible? That's actually really good. <laughs> probably terrible for you, but probably probably great tasting. It wakes you up too. Yeah, he's a uh, yeah. He's doing a backflip off of that can, and then uh, he's a he's a, some sort of a gargoyle that has tramp stamps on his fucking wings. That's nice. Yeah, that's there's a lot to unpack. Good here. touch those tramp stamps. Yes, and I like how he's a half gargoyle, half Jordan Buckley guitar slasher. I wish, I wish there was actual people that looked like that. Well, you know, with the beauty of uh, Photoshop, we can make that happen. He, uh, if you can though, please go follow him, and because it's it's uh, it's 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 pretty good. I, I do. Well, right. This tweet is pretty good right here. Although I believe the new ad "Every Time I Die" is our heaviest, there is one song that separately made me, Steve's wife, and my mom cry upon first listen. And my tortoise friend Aaron said he would have cried if he was alone and high. So that counts as half. Ah. <laughs> uh, He's just, he's, he's, he's just really, he's, and this is the thing is, this is really him. This isn't a gimmick. That's really him. It really is. He's, <laughs> a, he's constantly cracking a dad joke. Yes. He anything is. anybody says. He is. It's the, the, uh, the contrast of the Buckleys is also interesting because they're both some of the funniest people alive, but one's an introvert and one is not. pretty sure humans are a combination of more than just one bone <laughs> oh man his twitter you know what his twitter deserves a podcast 
currently working currently working on a series and i like how he spelt it on a series <laughs> of draw <laughs> of drawings called quote tattoos people will get when the new record comes out end quote then i'm going to plug in this tattoo gun i got off craigslist and go to town on river's neck <laughs> <laughs> river is his is his son yeah i uh, i'm having a day <laughs> and it's a lady's legs that just says i'm having a day uh, oh jordan please don't once ask. you once you hear like the the lyrics all together it will make sense it'll make sense uh but again i'm actually really stoked to hear this record i i'm stoked to hear the singles most importantly i'm stoked to hear uh how oh my god please tell me this is real sorry before i i end oh this. i saw that picture oh my god yeah. So on March 20th... He really looks like he's like a young mobster right there. He does. He's got the hair slicked back. He looks like he's in plays in Social Distortion. Kind of looks like Mike Patton right there. Yeah. He's got white pants on. Okay. So real quick, uh, so we don't sound like total douchebags. So Jordan um, shared a, a picture from a... I don't know what this is from. It might be a guitar magazine of some kind that someone had retweeted. And, uh, and Jordan wrote, if I ever leave my house again, it will be with this look. Uh, Mr. Buckley has an open shirt with buttons that's open uh, and a faux hawk with, with mutton chops and uh, Andy has a, a prist- he look- seriously he looks like he belongs in social distortion uh, he's wearing white pants a black t-shirt uh, hair slicked back and a, a nice little mustache like a godfather like mustache yeah like a perv mustache like a pervert yeah. perv- <laughs> Perv like pervert. <laughs> I've never seen this Looking picture, like but pervert. this is this is a quality picture that I believe everyone should have framed in their house. It's Dang. a good look. Both of them got some good looks going. And and the crazy I've never seen that before, but I Andy had a good slick back gimmick going. He did. It looks better than my slick back gimmick. Like he this. uh he tries to slick it back now. Um he says he uses lotion to slick it back. <laughs> <laughs> that way it stays he says doesn't frizz out oh man well i mean the thing is though i'm okay i back the uh the frizzing out because again the perm takes the son of sam gimmick to a whole new level yeah oh and looks like sam. i do remember this now because i remember seeing this uh there's that sh- a show that andy was or i'm sorry jordan was watching called big time adolescence and the main uh character has a uh and every time I die poster in there. And um, then. Wait, what is that show? Is I've never. The, what? Isn't that like some rapper or something? Like I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it's. So it's the, the artwork before you uh, join the band. And. Uh, oh, is <laughs> it like just, an MGK or. I believe uh, it's MGK who's the, uh, the actor. Okay. Um, but I like how he writes on here. The main character in Big Time Adolescence has an at every time I die poster in his room. Five minutes later, a girl accuses him of trying too hard to be cool. Clearly, she'd never been in his bedroom or she would have known he wasn't trying too hard. He was just trying hard <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's an interesting character. I, uh, again, I suggest that you go follow him. He, uh, he's... He's just one of the most, I mean, him, Andy, Mitch, Keith, they're all some of the best people ever. And they're some of the best people to follow on the internet too. 
Oh, and Goose. And Goose, too. Follow Goose, too. Even though he never checks his socials, you should still follow Goose. I've, I think I've posted on Twitter twice. Let's look. I, I like link stuff to my Twitter, but I don't. I don't ever use Twitter. I don't know. I just never. I don't know why I never got into it. Twitter's a. I mean, now I found that it's a a very interesting place to be, and I think it's better than most other places are. Um. Yeah, you've linked a bunch of stuff, but I don't. Make sure. Well, you you actually posted a tweet on March 29th. Make sure today to take time today to hashtag chill. Yeah, it was linked from my. Was it Facebook? Maybe. Oh, well, it says it just looks to be like a genuine tweet. So then Facebook. Oh, dope. I fucking did it. I don't <laughs> even know how to tweet. <laughs> but, you, but, <laughs> but if you want to follow Goose, uh, it's uh, at Goose's Hose. Um, oh, wait, no, it's Goose Shoes, right? There we go. Okay. I was told I didn't even know that until I called. I think like a bank needed a, my email or something. And she's like, is your email Goose's Hose <laughs> at Gmail? I was like, uh, or Goose Shoes, but that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how it's a bank that told you that. It was nice. I was like, damn, that's cool. I, uh, uh, and that's your handle for Facebook. I'm, I'm sorry, for Instagram and Twitter, right? At Goose's Shoes? Yeah. Instagram, Twitter. Uh, what is that one? Venmo. That's money. <laughs> if you want to send Goose some Venmo. Uh, oh, wait, no, it's PayPal. PayPal, That's sorry. PayPal. At Goose's um, Hose. Goose's Hose. Um, yeah, it's my email. Email me, guys. At Maybe you'll get an email back. At Goose's Hose at Goose's Hose.com. At Gmail. Oh, at Gmail. Geesemail. Geesemail. <laughs> I, uh, also, you're going to keep doing art, right? Like you're going to do the raffle thing? Yeah, I was actually drawing before you called. I'm sorry to have uh, disturbed your uh, your artistic inquiry. I don't know. I, I usually am, I'll, I'll like get some coffee, drink enough to where I get the shakes, and then I'll, it will force me to do something. And I started drawing, and I was like shaking while listening to like meditation music. I was like, this isn't the right combo. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a hell of a combination right there. <laughs> like, what are you? <laughs> what, that's okay. What, what, kind of, what kind of coffee, quote unquote, are you consuming to listen to that meditation music? It was uh, Wegmans coffee. Oh, shit. You guys don't have Wegmans there, but it's my favorite grocery store. Yeah, we, we don't have them. You live in Baltimore now, uh, so we're, we're obviously doing this over the internet and having uh, early birthday booze because America because America is killing it. Dog, we're number one. We're number one. We're number one at everything. Except being number one. With, Except uh, for, yeah. Except with, for killing this virus. We're the worst at that. Oh, Actually, that we're what, number one losers at that. We're, that's what we're supposed to be doing? Oh, word. I didn't catch that part of the gimmick. <laughs> I, uh, I thank you for uh, for taking some time, and because I, I know you've had a lot of people asking about the record in general to all of you guys, and as far as I know, there really hasn't been any uh, any conversation about said record. So thank you for uh, for coming on and uh, shooting the shit about the record that everyone is stoked to hear. 
thanks for being curious and asking about it and you know taking it to the people well i'm going to take it to the people because what we're going to do now is we're just going to get shit hammered on the internet for your birthday because that's what americans do i'll take a shot i think i got some vodka oh god what is wrong with you nothing it's i'm i don't i'm just a regular guy man i like party <laughs> i'm just a regular guy that drinks vodka <laughs> what are you russian what the fuck <laughs> well again go follow goose uh at goose's hose and uh on the instagram and the twitter and uh and shoot him an email he from time to time he's a terrible texter but uh from time to time when he does get on his phone yeah. he might actually check his email i'll check my email for you guys <laughs> give me an email give me, give me an email. shoot him an email well it's my best form of communication yeah, especially while you're social distancing because you can only have so many conversations with father before you lose your mind. I don't know about that. That's true. I, I, sometimes I sit there and sing to him in dog language. And then he walks away gravely disappointed. I don't know if you ever heard him howl. I like did. That, I've heard him howl and I've also heard the yeah. remix that our good friend Nick Del Piero did. Oh, wait, you were there that one day when we were playing keyboard and he started singing. <laughs> Yeah. In, in josh's warehouse yeah <laughs> that was that was a that was a good time but also my my favorite thing ever of featuring father is the the remix that nick did oh yeah right right <laughs> i forgot about that <laughs> you you should uh you should throw that on the instagram again just 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 because because it's it's one of the best things ever i'll do it i'll try to find it i think it's in my email all of you, uh, when Goose posts a new raffle, which which just apparently is imminent, uh, go go uh, partake. He's doing quality art, and uh, and go listen to every time I die, and go follow his socials. He he does funny stuff from time to time. Most of the time, he's just like last night. He was playing a guitar. To uh, Animal Crossing, if you guys have ever played that, I have not. There's a there's this guy that comes to your island and he plays a concert every week or something like that i don't have the game but my girlfriend plays it and uh this week he was playing a metal show just by himself on acoustic and uh i just learned part of the riff and so i was like playing it i was like hold on play that again let me figure this out real quick so yeah it's sick the song's actually pretty sick you should have uh just started playing deftone songs just just because I, I know I know some Deftones. I know you I can do. play a Deftones song after this. <laughs> Not to the crowd because I'll probably fuck it up. But... We'll send it to Chino and be like, "Do you give it a thumbs up or down?" And then there'll Please be do. radio silence because, well, that's that's thumbs down. <laughs> well, again, thanks, Doug. I appreciate you coming on. Stay safe, stay up, and uh, and we'll we'll talk again soon. Same, brother. It's good. It was a good chat. It was. Likewise, have a good one. And there you have it. Big thank you to Goose of Every Time I Die for coming on, shooting the breeze about his record. It's going to be a dope one. It's going to be a banger. His birthday is actually tomorrow, the day that this podcast is dropping. I'm recording this ahead of time. So go shoot him a, uh, a birthday message, April 27th, 2020. In the meantime, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for everything. Stay up. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Peace.